I'd like to welcome everyone to another brand new episode of Talent Talks. I'm your host, Andrew Mitchell, and today I'm joined alongside Clark Beecher, managing partner of Beecher Reagan Advisors, an executive search firm of choice among top professional services firms seeking guidance and counseling on talent acquisition. Clark, welcome to the show today. Great to have you on. Andrew, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. You know, this is definitely a, you know, a first time having you on, so it looks like we're going to have a a good episode and what Clark and I are going to talk about today is talking about elite talent and why do they leave. So Clark, first question, finding talent is no easy task, but retaining that talent is a whole different ball game. How does the team at Beecher Reagan source candidates that last? You know, Andrew, that's a great question. I mean, I think a lot of our clients now, especially in today's talent market, come to us and ask us similar questions before we kick off any leadership search. Um, you know, talent, quite honestly, is becoming, at least good talent, is becoming more short in supply. Um, there's not enough growing up in our um, in our in our culture today, in our society today, um, to fuel the leadership gaps of the future. And there's a lot of people exiting the the um, the marketplace, if you will, at least the traditional talent marketplace for, you know, alternative careers earlier and earlier in life. So I think when we look at people for our clients, you know, it's important to understand um, what motivates them and what their goals are from a project standpoint. Uh, I used to talk about careers a lot, Andrew, and, and you know, careers are still important, but, you know, when we look at uh, the opportunities we our clients are recruiting for, um, we try to match that up with, you know, the, the, on, the, on the supply side with people that want to take on that task of uh, achieving that outcome. Um, so we look for the, the, the marriage of the hiring case and the career case, if you will. Uh, and then lastly, you know, we have our own proprietary uh, assessment tool that's built by uh, one of the leading assessment firms in the world. Um, and, and that helps us just validate, um, you know, what we're hearing from our candidates. So hiring case, career case matchup, plus, you know, we want to make sure the DNA of that person and what drives them matches with the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a good point is you want to try to match them up with whether they're going to succeed or not. And, you know, like you mentioned, you know, managing their achievements within that, that new company. And that's all essential for trying to match up the right person. Now, what would you say are the top three reasons elite talent leave their current positions? Yeah, I think in, in particular order, it would be opportunity. It would be balance would be two and three would be um, financial reward. Uh, I think when you look at talent today um, and you look at especially complex, large organizations, um, there's a waiting process uh, for upper mobility in a lot of these organizations. Um, you know, they're, they're merit-based promotions, they're tenure-based promotions. Um, you know, there's a lot of complexity in how you upwardly move within a, you know, a billion plus dollar organization. Uh, and so I think the first thing candidates look at is, you know, have they built a skill set that, you know, is marketable one, two, um, is it going to be utilized to the best of its ability in its current uh, platform? Uh, and if not, that's where we see people start to think about other things. Um, I hate to say it, but it's true. I think a lot of people can move up in an organization more quickly by changing jobs. We've seen that in the investment banking profession for the last 30 years. Yeah. Um, we're starting to see it in corporations and within professional services companies like consulting, tax, audit, and technology services firms. Uh, you're starting to see that too. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think uh, it's an interesting point you brought up about, you know, changing careers, you know, being a faster way to move up because people think that, oh, if I stay within an organization, I'll pop, I'll, you know, I'll possibly learn everything and, you know, be able to climb the ladder a lot more efficiently. But I think filling the gaps that other companies may need will actually definitely, um, you know, give you a better chance at accelerating into different roles. Now, what initiatives are you currently doing to make sure that your internal talent stays put? I think, you know, one thing that we try to do is really work with the client on understanding what the talent market is before they embark on search. Um, we tell them, you know, this talent is, you know, in hot supply or medium or low. And um, is there free agency around this type of profile? Because um, I think, you know, we, we do have certain sectors and certain um, uh, skill sets that, um, I'll be honest with you that that person is worth more to someone else than they're probably worth to their current organization. And, you know, we try to counsel those clients up front on that. I think too, the good news about what we've do, done, uh, as a search firm, um, over the last nine years as Beach Reagan, um, is we've seen very complex employment agreements, mm-hmm. um, actually helping candidates unwind from those. So we bring a lot of counsel into how you structure an employment agreement and a reward structure, um, that incentivizes you know, long-term and by the way, long-term is maybe not the right topic today, but an outcome-based employment arrangement, uh, where that candidate, uh, fulfills, um, what they signed up for. Um, we've seen a lot around, you know, clawback and signing bonuses. We've seen a lot of deferred compensation. Uh, we've seen a lot in clawbacks. The person leaves for certain types of companies. Um, you know, the, the mechanism prior to this were non-competes. Um, most states are, are pretty liberal around non-competes and, um, they're not super enforceable in many. So I think, you know, tying, uh, financial, uh, performance to, uh, outcomes and tenure is a good way to incentivize people to see their commitment and deliverable through at the, at the company that they get hired into. Yeah. And that's definitely a good point. It's something to always keep a good eye on, especially with, you know, how things are just developing, uh, so rapidly in business right now and, you know, people wanting to adapt new skills and change new scenery. Um, usually money is not always the answer right now. Just keeping an eye on your top talent and making sure they stay put is definitely going to be crucial. And now, final question, Clark. How will finding and retaining these elite talent members change in the next few years? <laughs> uh, I wish I had the answer to that. would be uh, doing this still. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I think what you're going to see is, you know, I, and I spoke at this at your conference a couple of months back. I think yep. one, you know, can identification is becoming super transparent. You know, when I first got in the business 20 years ago, we walked in and, um, you know, we competed on searches with other firms based on our Rolodex and, and our ability as a professional um, and trust to execute that search better than our competition. Uh, I think candidate identification is super transparent, so everybody's going to know where the um, where the candidates are, um, which is going to put a lot more pressure on your ability to um, recruit those candidates to that platform. Um, so transparency and identification is going to, um, I think, allow um, everybody to see who's out there. So I think one of the things we're also going to see is, um, you know, there's going to be more project-based hiring. I don't care if that's at the executive level or one level below. Um, so finding people for projects, those projects may be one year, two years. So I think the appetite for tenure will become less and less of a 
um, negative more than um, can we deliver this? So more project-based leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think lastly, in retaining them, I spoke to it a little bit earlier, you know, constructing an employment agreement um, similar to, you know, an athlete structures their, um, you know, contract for a baseball, football, soccer team. Uh, you're going to see a lot of, you know, contractual uh, reward and clawbacks um, to make sure that individual fulfills, you know, their obligation to the institution. I think obligation is going to be less viewed again tenure. I think it's going to be outcome based as we as we move forward. So leaders are going to be hired for outcomes um, and less more. You know, can I get this person to stay with the organization forever? Yeah, and I think that's um, you know pretty interesting point, Clark. And we're seeing that mainly now with you know a lot of interim hirings, and in my opinion, uh, you know, for companies that are in desperate need of a, a leader that'll help you know, revamp the, the organization and turn them back. And then after that, you know, it's not a matter of whether they're going to stay. It's, you know, finding someone that will, you know, hold that that organization at a positive point. So, you know, one of the interesting yeah. phenomenons I see, and you see it in your business too, we talked about, you know, the younger millennials yep. wanting, wanting to work differently. And then we're talking about 40 plus year old leadership mm-hmm. opting out of the traditional workforce. We're having a lot come to us and say, look, we want to take more intervals. Mm-hmm. We want to go do interesting projects. It's not about working for a company anymore. It's about executing an outcome. Yep. Uh, and they want to do it in a, um, I hate to use it, a liquid labor way or, um, you know, a, a liquid horsepower way, if you will. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're see, I think we're going to continue to see that trend, um, you know, with the, the, the young folks in our country uh, or in Western business, uh, more Western business communities. Uh, and we're going to continue to see that with, with people at more senior levels, um, opting out of, you know, the traditional career path or the traditional workforce and, and wanting more um, on-demand, outcome-based, project-based work. Yeah. So I think companies are going to have to adjust to that. I still think they can function and survive and grow. Um, I just think the talent market's going to be uh, a little bit different. Yeah, definitely see that as well. And it's uh, something that's a growing trend right now, and it'll, it'll definitely increase over the next few years, in my opinion. Well, that's all the time we have for you today. Clark, I really appreciate you having on today. It was a great topic, and uh, I really look forward to you know hopefully con- uh, conducting another one of these podcasts with you. Well, I appreciate you uh, asking us to be part of it, sharing our perspectives, and um, really appreciate the opportunity, and uh, thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Alongside Clark Beecher, managing partner of Beecher Reagan Advisors, I'm Andrew Mitchell, and this is Talent Talks.